Visit patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast and become a patron of the show. Our patrons are special people who are invested in our message as we rescue the art of homemaking from the daily grind. You will receive digital versions of each of our cookbooks and fangirl patrons get special video access to each episode. Thank you so much to our patrons. We can't do it without you. Become a patron at patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. And now let's rock this show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the special holiday edition, episode one of four special holiday episodes that we're going to be bringing to you over the next two weeks. We're so glad that you're here with us. This is the podcast where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. Did you say the name of the show? I think you did. uh, (laughs) What is the name of this podcast? This is Homemaker Chic Podcast. This is Homemaker Chic Podcast. So it is hosted by myself. I'm Shay Elliott of the blog, The Elliott Homestead. And I'm joined by Angela Reed of the blog, Parisian Farm Girl. We are two best friends. We live 2,000 miles away from each other. We have 10 children, two husbands, two farms, two businesses. And uh, we're here with you every week to sort of keep you from falling into the ditches Mm -hmm. that can come with homemaking. We're here to remind you that the work that we do in our homes is good and blessed. And it's always great to check your heart, hang out with girlfriends, be reminded of these things and do the hard thing. And I'm trying to wrap up any other season titles I can think of in my head right now. I'm better, not more. Choose your heart. <laughs> yes. Uh, something about make your bed. Make, make your, your bed. bed. Yeah. Make your bed. There you go. Um, but we have four weeks until Christmas. Um, and we just wanted to spend some special holiday time with you, just going over traditions, ideas, comments. So if you would like to weigh in on the next three Christmas episodes, then make sure you message us over on Instagram. We're over there at Homemaker Chic Podcast. You can follow us and just send us a DM. And we try to scroll through. We get lots, but we do try to scroll through and answer questions and uh, sometimes share your kind words and thoughts here on the podcast. And that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be also, of course, sharing with you the things that we do in our homes, sharing what the holidays look like for us during this really, really special time of year. But we would love to hear from you as well. So make sure you message us over there. Are you reading some right now? I am. Sorry. I okay. was just letting you fly. I a, and I was I like, have, just I have a few flagged <laughs> that uh, that I'm really excited to So what we're doing for the next few weeks is we're going to do two episodes a week, sort of old school Homemaker Chic podcast, Mondays and Thursdays. And then that is going to afford Shay and I a little time off. So we get a little more than our standard two, two and a half weeks off around the holidays. And then we'll be back um, just -hmm. ready to tear it up for the new year. So we Mm -hmm. really appreciate you giving us that time off. So we invite you to listen to all four and then if you're just, if you just can't take life without us, then, you know, just go back. I met somebody this weekend. I don't think that's weekend. anybody's problem. I don't know. <laughs> I met somebody this weekend that she just found us a few months ago and she's at, at the very beginning. I'm like, oh, bless your heart. Thank you. Please hang with us until the end. Hurry, it gets, could it you gets like, worse you know before how you can put them on better. like the, you can put them on the, like the Alvin and the chipmunk speed, you know, when yes. you listen to a podcast or an audio. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Um, yeah. 
we started this podcast for those of you who are new here. We started this podcast the week before COVID hit. Uh, very providential timing as more and more women sort of found themselves in the home. And I think we're still sort of seeing, I think honestly, like generationally, we will see the ramifications of that. Um, It shifted things so much. It shifted dynamics of families. It shifted what people did for work, how people schooled, the, the types of things, the hobbies that they picked up, the things that they do in their home. So for some women even, this might just be their first or second Christmas, even beginning to tend to things in their home for the holidays. True. True. Um, so it'll be fun to kind of dig into it. So before we dive into your questions and comments, we would like to thank American Blossom Linens for sponsoring this little special holiday season of Homemaker Chic Podcast. Yes, you guys indeed. know how we feel about American Blossom Linens. They have been with Homemaker Chic since pretty much the beginning. And with good reason. Yes. Sure you can't hear my washing machine on the spin cycle in the background? Now can you hear it? I don't. No, I don't think so. Good, good, good. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So we have something really, really special for you, aside from my washing machine doing its due diligence. Um, We've always given you the coupon code HOMEMAKERSHEIK20 for 20% off. But American Blossom Linens is the official sponsor of this holiday homemaker uh, session that we're doing. And so when you visit their website and the link is going to be in the show notes, uh, you will want to enter this very special limited edition coupon code, which is homemaker chic 22. So close out this year with 22% off your American blossom linens purchase. And that is the biggest discount you will get anywhere on the internet for American blossom. There you go. Um, I know people have a hard time finding the show notes. I don't know how to explain it to people because people <laughs> listen to the podcast on all these different apps and all these yeah. different devices. So just go to AmericanBlossomLinens.com. If you if you can't find the link in the show notes, just AmericanBlossomLinens.com. And then you can type in the coupon code HomemakerChic22. So if I could make a suggestion, um, get yourself some towels and some washcloths mm-hmm. because they're mm-hmm. beautiful. They have pillows. Mm -hmm. They have some blankets that might be a little limited as we're going into um, Christmas. They have sheets. Uh, I personally was in a situation where I was buying, in particular, my boys' sheets all the time. I've joked about it on the show before. They're like roosters with like the little spurs on their feet. I don't know what's going on down in the heel section of the sheets, but they were always wearing them out. And I think they've had their American Blossom for two years now. And they're... They look, they look mm-hmm. brand new. Uh, so these are um, Texas-grown cotton, woven to last a lifetime. So we always talk on the show about better, not more. So we want you to make this one-time investment. Enjoy the 22% off. Um, say thank you to a sponsor of the show since day one. So mm-hmm. um, actually, so Janet's the owner of the company, Janet and Eric Wichnia. And Janet's daughter was a listener to the show. And she went to her mom right when we first started and said, uh, these are your girls. <laughs> you need to work with them. And we've had a chance to become friends with them. Janet and her husband came up and stayed at our cottage this year. They're just fabulous people. And you're really supporting a, a small American business um, when you make this purchase. So Homemaker Chic 22, fabulous. There you go. Uh, we're getting ready to, to I don't, I'm not going to say rebrand, but we're redoing the Elliott Homestead logo. 
And I've gotten this request for years, but it really bothers me that a lot of times when brands sell merchandise, it's Mm -hmm. just, just cheap garbage. (laughs) And that's so like the opposite of what we're trying to portray with what we do on the podcast Mm -hmm. and also for our individual brands as well. And Mm -hmm. our individual businesses that we run. Right. Um, Anyway, so I've been having a lot of fun really digging deep. It takes a lot more work and it takes a lot more money to dig into these smaller American-made companies, but yes. they they are out there and it is so worth the effort. It really is. Factories are starting back up again all over America um, after the supply issues of COVID. And I think it's really exciting to see. So we've been looking at aprons and totes and hats and like, there's a really easy, quick, you can have it tomorrow answer. And then there's one that is better. And that's a good thing too. So if you are shopping for people this holiday season, it's a great thing to remember. We have really wonderful sponsors of this podcast, ones that we've really selectively chosen for that reason. So make sure you check out those show notes because it'll all be down there. Okay. Okay. Holiday homemaker. As soon as we're done with this show, we're going to cut our tree. Well, that's that's a good place to start. Yeah. Are you a real tree or a fake tree person? Um, I have, uh, I have always been a real tree person. Yep. Okay. I'm a real tree uh, person too. Yeah. I love it. They're a little tedious. You got to keep them watered, you know, but they're so beautiful and it's just, you know, more aesthetically pleasing than putting something together. I know everybody does mm-hmm. what they, what's right for them, what they need to do. I love a real mm-hmm. tree. Mm-hmm. I love the imperfectness of a real tree, the quirkiness. Yeah, they're the big never... gap in the branches. Yeah, oh, they're, what are you going to do put with the ornaments space? on and the branch <laughs> yeah. kind of like just flops over. Um, I'm so much more interested in that. It's just my mm-hmm. personal taste and style and the comfort that you feel with something like that in your home where it's like. I have zero expectations of Christmas being perfect and magical and everything I ever wanted it to be. Those <laughs> dreams died a long time ago. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a pessimistic way. I mean, genuinely, if if you are holding yourself in a posture where you're just like, I'm going to make this so precious. I know I've told this story before, but way before I should have. I took my children to this really incredible like Kris Kringle Christmas store in a nearby town and it was fabulous. And I'm like, we're making memories and everybody drew a name and they got to pick out an ornament for a sibling and it was going to be so special. And I have since learned when you try to force magical moments, they die. (laughs) There is no quicker way to ensure that it will not be magical than if you try to force it. Of course, somebody filled their diaper while we were in this. There was a couple of meltdowns because it was a really busy full store. People I bought think the I ornaments. Remember this. Oh, yeah. They bought yeah. the ornaments before we got home. It was a 45-minute drive. Before yeah, yeah. we got home, all but one were broken. And I'm like, I'm so <laughs> glad we just spent $60. And like now I'm crying because it was just so stressful and horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a good point because we got lots of messages for people with littles. Mm-hmm. How do we do this well with littles? How do we manage expectations? And I don't even know if you got comments like this on Thanksgiving, but I did where it's like, oh, your table's so beautiful, but I have like a high chair at mine or I have little kids at mine. 
And I just responded and just said, look, let go of this. What my yeah. table looks like now is not what it looked like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Where you are at now is a beautiful place that you will not be at forever and that you can't come back to. So like yeah. if that means six Christmases with high chairs and plastic plates for the kids and paper tablecloths, so be it. Um, I'm going to share this little tidbit with everybody because I forgot to have this. So usually I set my table like sort of pretty and it's just all vintage crap. If it breaks, I'm sad, but whatever, um, for Thanksgiving. And then we take that off and we put down butcher's paper. Mm -hmm. And I forgot in all years I've had butcher paper from living on a farm and I didn't have any this year. And we tape it down and I always have like fresh markers and glitter glue sticks, glitter pens, and then everybody can sit there and doodle while they eat their pie or play their board games or whatever. And it's been a really great family tradition. And I do it at Christmas time too. A lot of times I'll just put that down and like glitter pen the person's name where they're going to sit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I dropped the ball this year, but that is something that you can do that is like a really great memory maker for little kids. And then you're not worried about stuff getting spilled. Mm-hmm. People can... It, even adults, they just love, they just love to grab something and make a little sure. sketch or write notes to each other. It's just really, really sweet and really you fun. Then you're not freaking out. Yeah. You're matching the atmosphere and the expectation to the reality right. of the situation. Right. Which I think yeah. is important. Yeah. I think it's way less stressful to have like a fussy table over in the corner. And that's where you put your stemware. That's where... People can pour their champagne and that's where you can have your little plates and your little fabulous cocktail napkins. This is like this little corner over here. And then over in that corner is real life. You know, Mm -hmm. this episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Tubes and Co. Tubes and Co. believes in skincare products that nourish and restore and come from simple, wholesome ingredients. Emily began crafting skincare and makeup from her farmhouse kitchen after discovering how organic tallow, high quality cold pressed olive oil, and other quality natural ingredients made a huge difference in her skin and in her family's wellness. Now Tubes & Co. has expanded to not only include beautiful skincare, but also wonderful makeup products. These are products that I use on my skin every single day. I wash with the charcoal bar, And then I move on to the glow serums and the hydrating serums, all the makeups, all the bronzers, all the highlighters, the mascara, the eyeshadow. It's all so clean and so good. Visit tubesandco.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERSCHIC for a 10% discount. Hello, homemakers. I am inviting you to join my Old World Design Society because creating a home isn't just about the homemaker's duties. It's also about creating beauty and having a home that is aesthetically pleasing and a reflection of your personal style. So if you lean towards a love of timeless style, then the Old World Design Society is just for you. Membership starts at just $5 a month, which means you can attend my monthly interior design classes and have access to the design forum where you can interact with design enthusiasts, both professional and amateur. There's even a quarterly magazine, print or digital, that comes with a free society membership. 
This fall, we're looking at interior design principles and how to incorporate those into our homes. The magazine will feature some incredible spaces from England, New England, and beyond. So visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. Our next design class will be in October after I get back from Paris, and I'd love to have you there. I will have plenty of old world inspo for you. So select the basic membership or treat yourself to the magazine by visiting oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. For the past three years, I've encouraged women in their kitchen with new whole food recipes and instructional cooking videos. If you've been needing a little more pep in your step when it comes to cooking delicious food, I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to get started. As a cooking community member, you will get five farm fresh inspired recipes each month created from my farm kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional video to go along with those recipes so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. Together, we'll cook dishes like chicken milanese, plum and marzipan bread pudding, homemade harissa with summer vegetables, barley and wild mushroom salad, sourdough English muffins, caramel apple cake, wine poached pears with blackberries and bay, and so much more. The cooking community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership package that's right for you and let's get cooking. It's actually one of the things I really love about the Christmas season is that there doesn't seem to be, at least in our family, there doesn't really seem to be the same expectation that there is with Thanksgiving. This sort of yeah. formality yeah. Or, or it has to be this way or that way. And Christmas is like, Christmas is comfortable in my mm-hmm. family. It was like Christmas Eve dinner was always just soup and bread before the Christmas Eve service at church. Mm-hmm. You know, Christmas morning, my mom makes these really wonderful egg souffles and sticky buns and everyone's in their pajamas and I don't know the it's it's a different it's a different atmosphere yeah I know some families do like a traditional Christmas dinner or they have the same thing every year and ours is just mm-hmm. movie do cinnamon rolls in the morning it's Amelie's birthday the day before so that's she calls the shots on whatever we eat the day before mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah 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 so this year we are having a very traditional sort of Norwegian Christmas meal, which will be mm-hmm. great. This is the meal that we always had growing up and I'm really excited to be bringing it back. It kind of took somebody being willing to take the charge on making all the lefse because it's painstakingly painstaking long and messy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like makes your flour. My dad said, how about you make it, but you can do it in my kitchen. I was like, done. Right. <laughs> Just, please don't make me clean it up um anyway it's it's really comfortable it's ham and cheesy potatoes and mm-hmm. you know these really wonderful potato flatbreads and um it's just a really special time so if you are kind of wondering what this is even going to look like in your home that's a great place to start is working backwards mm-hmm. i would first say like what what do i want this what do i want my home to feel like Um, what are the expectations that I have for it? And then work backwards. And then that'll sort of give you your list of do's and don'ts really. Right. If you have family visiting and there's a bunch of toddlers and your dad who likes to watch a football game or whatever, like 
what you set up needs to match that. Yeah. That will make them comfortable and it will make you less stressed out. So. Um, I did something different this year and I just sort of made the gentle announcement. It wasn't, I think I handled it okay. <laughs> but I said, you know, like, and I worked, I worked really hard and I wasn't a drama queen about it. I'm sorry. I'm going to pat myself on the back. It went really well. I think you and I did the same thing turkey wise. That was a great success. I'll let you unpack that. Okay. Um, but I said, here's what we're going to do to no one, me, get stuck doing dishes. Everybody's going to wash and put away their own dish. There you go. And there was still like, like Joel helped do like the, the leftover stragglers, yeah. the weird stuff. Cause there's yeah. always weird stuff like socks in the bottom of your dryer, but that worked really well. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think I'll do that from now on for big things. Cause we don't have a dishwasher and Mm-hmm. It stinks. Somebody always gets stuck, separated, segregated from everyone else doing the work. So, mm-hmm. yep, there you go. It was kind of like a novelty. Here's some clean towels. Here's where they go. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there you go. My parents are always good. They would always put out a puzzle. They would always put out a craft table, so there was something to entertain the kids and the little ones. And all the adults, all the adults pitched in. Somebody was yeah. washing, somebody was drying, somebody was putting away food, somebody was wiping off countertops. And when people say, is there anything I can help you with? You say, yes. Yes. Would you please actually, wipe off those is. countertops? Would you please mm-hmm. run these, you know, leftovers down to the cold room? Mm-hmm. Uh, would you mind putting these away? Uh, those sorts of things, except help. It, it's bonding. It's good. It's, it's fun. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents brought a game over for Thanksgiving called something rummy. Rummy cubes, rummy. I'll remember it and I'll put it in the show notes. Um, But I set up a game table for us because I knew that they were going to be here for a while. We were going to have appetizers. There was going to be time. And so we sat and had a glass of wine and had some munchies out. And we sat and played this game for like two and a half hours. And it was so fun. And it made us laugh. And it just sort of, it just sort of set the, the tone. You know, we weren't just sitting on couches, just sipping stuff, staring at each other. It was like there right. was a uh, games can be one of those sort of silly things. But uh, was, yeah, I'm not I, a big games person, but the holidays, but I think fun. they're great. Yeah. Yes. Um, we had mass some game from like 1972. We have called Masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're like an art auction house. And grandpa played with the grandkids. And he was like, hey, da, 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 you know, like talking yeah. like an auctioneer and laughing and juniors just in there wheeling de- and dealing. He wants all the money. And it was, it was a riot. Yeah. And then I was able to just putz in the kitchen and peek around the corner and say, you know, right. It was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think card games are fun. I don't like the games where it's like 85 hours of instruction and then a 60 oh, game. And you're just um, like, this is no. like, <laughs> I can't read game directions because mm-hmm. I don't like to be told what to do. Yep. And by the second paragraph, my eyes just go crossed. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Like if you thought I cared about this game, you were mistaken. I don't care unless it's trivia and I will whip your butt. I don't care. Like, <laughs> See, that's the thing about card games. You only need to know two or three card games and you always got something to do. If you yeah. know how to do solitaire by yourself and, and cards to me, can, it's like doodling. It's like, you can't, when you have a puzzle out, You'll find adults and like, they can't not look at the pieces. They can't not be like, Ooh, can I see where that one goes? Right. Um, And people that are like, I hate puzzles. They walk by, they're like a moth to the flame. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. 
Exactly. So those are just some fun things to kind of keep in mind as we're going into the season. It is the time of just, I try to let go of expectations, even of what I think a clean or straightened house looks like, because that's for January. And I'm, I'm talking to myself. I'm trying to tell myself December is the time for the card tables to be out, you know, for the table to be with the, but like, just let it be what it is. Mm -hmm. Don't fight it. You can sort it out. Um, I keep thinking, so we had, we got this fantastic email. I know last episode was very emotional for you and I'm sorry that you had to do that. I think it was emotional for a few tens people. Of thousands I know. Of people. I, like Sorry. later that night, I was like, what the hell happened? <laughs> Did I just do that for everyone? I was a little like, can we delete that one? <laughs> but we got this really kind email from somebody. And at her last line of the email was, the dust will settle and then you can vacuum it up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then you texted that to me like the next day. I'm like, <laughs> I was done crying. Yeah. But I think it's such a great reminder for the homemaker. Mm -hmm. Look, December and Christmas, this season, it's not going to go on forever. January 1st is going to come. Spring is going to come. Like Mm -hmm. we can spend so much time and so much energy just sort of fighting what is. And I think we would all feel Mm -hmm. a lot better if we were able to be like, you know what? The dust will settle craft paper will get put away. The paper chain will, will make it to the end of it. The Christmas tree right. will come down. So we will have time to vacuum it up, but this is not the season for that, right? right. This is the season for fullness, for joy, for reflection, for celebration. This is the season where we anticipate, right? This, like this great thing, this coming mm-hmm. and mm. it, and you don't, you don't sweep your floors. Like you don't, you don't fuss about organizing your kids' snow gloves. This isn't the time for that. Let that go. Cause it will be there in January. The dust will settle and you can clean it up then. <laughs> it will still be there. I promise you. I promise. <laughs> Some things in life are guaranteed. Okay. Should we dive into a question? Yes. Okay. This is, uh, this is kind of a, not a pretty one. Uh, brother, (laughs) but I think it's an important one. This is from Molly Scott over on Instagram. Um, so she wants to talk about finances. Okay. That's not a holiday. Is that holiday? Well, I think it can be. Um, okay. So she says, I always hear Shay talking about sitting down to pay bills. Is there a reason your bills aren't automated? Um, I would love to get more insight into how this looks for you, tips for financial literacy. And I think that this is an important point to talk about when it comes to holidays. Yeah. It's not sexy, guys. A lot of what we talk about on the show is not the sexy uh, stuff, but it is something that we have to be considering as we go mm-hmm. into this season. You wanna- Do you have a lot of bills that are automated? I have a lot of bills that are automated. Most of my bills are automated. I have a few that don't automate. So like we Mm -hmm. do Samaritan's ministries. That's not something that you can automate. That's Mm. something that you have to sit and actually write out a check to another member every month. Um, Uh, Okay. So I'm on Liberty Health Share, which is automated. I wouldn't wouldn't refer. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There you go. So that's interesting. Okay. So we've been on Samaritan's for, gosh, long time. 13 years, 14 years, a very long time. 
-hmm. We've had great success with them. And I really do love the opportunity. It's a Christian uh, medical sharing organization. So that's what we use for our health insurance. And anyway, so that's one that's not automated. Um, there's a couple business ones that are just too big that I don't feel comfortable having them automated. I'm like, I would like to push the big red button, please. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so that's what I'm talking about. But Molly, a lot of what I do when I sit down once a week to go over is I pull up our bank account and I make sure that all the transactions that came through were the ones that should have come through, that Mm -hmm. something didn't come through in air. Um, I mark things off when they are when they're automated and when they're pulled from the account, then I can mark them off knowing, okay, that is ta- our mortgage. Okay. That's taken care of for mm-hmm. the month. So the balance that's in there now reflects this having gone out and this having gone out. And then it just gives me a working balance to go from for the next week. Yep. Yeah. So, we kind of are similar that way where Joel will say, okay, this, this is needed next week, or this is coming out. And then you kind of have like a real idea of what's actually mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we always allocate a little bit of extra for Christmas, obviously. And the Mm -hmm. way that we do that is that we set aside a little bit of money every month throughout the year so that at the end of the year, we have that in savings and that's just sort of our working Christmas budget. So that's going to be completely personal to your family and (laughs) what kind of gifts you like to buy. And like, Mm -hmm. um, I think we keep ours, you know pretty average, but, um, but set that budget, decide what that is divided by 11 and then just kind of work backwards again. That working backwards concept is really helpful here. Yeah. Yeah. And then putting it somewhere where it's going to be safe. So whether that's a ball (laughs) jar on the top of your fridge or whether that's in a separate bank account where, you know, okay, this amount down on the bottom is not touchable, but that's going to be different for everyone everyone's situation and everyone's um, self-discipline really, you know, where is that going to be the safest? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, And so we've talked about this before on last year's uh, Christmas episode, but the way that we do presents in our house is that each child gets essentially five presents. So they get their Christmas Eve pajamas. So that counts as one of them. That's just a longstanding tradition in our family. And then we do gifts, we keep it, we break it down per child and everybody gets something that they want, something that they need, something to wear and something to read. And again, those are, those are actually pretty broad. Mm-hmm. And the temptation is like, oh, you need something to wear. So I'll get you eight things to wear, <laughs> right? Like right. So it does take discipline to, um, to be really thoughtful or even the something to read. Like we stock our kids with all the books that they could want from the libraries and audible. And like, we have a huge library. So there's something to read. We really try to put a lot of thought into in building their, their library that they will take with them when they leave, you know, special editions of things. Um, We were able to get like a signed one, one year. So like putting some thought into it because Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you kind of have to work within those constraints. Right. So we have found that really helpful to stay on task and to stay within budget. Because um, then- we have, okay, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I thought you were done. I thought you were looking nope, away. I was going to go on to the next person. <laughs> I thought you were done. That's okay. I'm done. Okay. So um, Jacqueline DeBlonde says, hi, ladies. I'm making little treat tins for bus drivers, teachers, friends, et cetera. 
And with all the talk about seed oils in bought items, what are your go-to homemade Christmas holiday cookies, bars, dainties, et cetera? This is funny because um, my girls and I are we're doing this uh, Christmas market right now um, in our community. And I was talking about like when you're talking to people, ask if they need a gift for the teacher or the piano teacher. And they looked at me like, what? I said, no, a lot of people like we don't do that, but a lot of people they go right down the list, the postman, the UPS, we always tip our UPS man, poor guy, he's here every day, but you know, they go, there's a gift for everybody. And so if you want to suggest that they could fill all those right now, you can do that. Um, so I know a lot of people do little things like Christmas tins of cookies, which I love. Do you guys do anything, um, for the people you see on a regular basis or the people your kids work with, um, for their schooling or anything like that? I mean, is it terrible if I say no? I, we don't. But okay. Like, the, 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 we don't. I mean, we don't. But we also live... don't do Christmas cards. I don't, don't send either. out Christmas cards. I used to. I used to be a big Christmas card person. I'd write a letter every year. But this is a long time. Like, And then the blog came. And I was such a like hardcore blogger when I first started blogging. Mm-hmm. That that just sort of drifted away. Every time I get a Christmas card, I just think the world of you. If you send me a Christmas card, like with the letter and the family picture, wow. Mm -hmm. Because me getting all my kids dressed and smiling at a camera at one time, looking like they're not feral is, um, that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. So kudos. Yeah. Kudos to you. Yeah. I think, and some people really delight in it. Some people have people spread all over. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I tried to do that when the kids were little and it just caused, it just caused more harm than <laughs> anything else. When it was just us, I did it. And we'd, we'd take a picture every year, like uh labor day mm-hmm. when we were camping or whatever, we took a picture every year and this, oh, this is our, Chris- this is going to be a great Christmas card picture. I'd plan it all out, you know? Yeah. But then, then once the first baby came, I was, by that point I was blogging. Like, well, yeah. this is much easier. Yeah. It's like everyone knows, everyone knows what we've been up to, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought, well, how redundant, you know, and we did this and we did that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, we tip the UPS guy. Um, and then if I go somewhere, I just always bring something. I don't go anywhere empty handed, but I don't do like an organized effort. I wish that I did, but I don't. Do you? I, well, I think it would be lovely, I but I don't really yeah. have that kind of a life either. I am a hermit. I am. I I don't. I am. Yeah. I am a recluse. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a few people, and I know when I see them, I'll I'll hand them cookies or whatever. But I'm I don't have like this big list, and I know I need fifteen tins because there's this person, that person. It's not like an organized effort by any means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <sighs> Pathetically, I'm not sure. <laughs> I have been thinking much smaller uh, these last, like, I don't know, maybe six months. Like, my mind and heart are just changing towards being smaller. But I don't, I'm not going out and shopping. Like, I make Christmas cookies. Yeah. I make a lot of Christmas cookies. And I hand paint them. They're pretty. You might get two, but they were hand painted. You get two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We usually send cards to to Stuart's family in, you know, they all live down south. So we send some Mm -hmm. to his mom and his aunt and brother and you know all that jazz but uh Mm -hmm. 
yeah, there you go. Um, what was the question that we were supposed to answer? She just wondered what we're doing about seed oils, about like if we were making oh, little snacks for people okay. without seed oils. Lots okay. of seed oils. We got lots of chip, chip recommendations. <laughs> if you sent me a picture of like a tortilla chip that I can't live without from this point on, would you resend it? Because I got so many. They're okay. lost in the shuffle. So if you would re-DM me there you go. your your non-seed oil chip recommendation, um, Abby recommended masa, masa. chips. Yep, I've had those and recommended. I got, mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a handful of other ones, but I got so many, like they're lost. Okay, I shouldn't read my DMs until I have time to actually sit down with a pen. Yeah, there you go. It's bad. It's bad. If I were going to make treats for people to share with them, I would make, um, both of these are actually recently up on YouTube if you want to watch me make them, but I make a honey caramel corn, um, Mm -hmm. that's just made with butter and good sugar, not white sugar and honey and vanilla and popcorn. It's very, very simple. Um, and that is great. And it looks really pretty in little bags and who doesn't love caramel corn. Um, the other kind of go-to that I use is, um, the einkorn shortbread that's on YouTube. You could just use all purpose flour. If you don't have einkorn flour, I make mine with einkorn flour and with maple sugar. I think they're really, really, really good that way. And you can shape them into any shape you want. You can glaze them or decorate them or dust them with powdered sugar. I love humble rustic cookies. Like I, Mm -hmm. so when I make that dough, I roll it in like, like you would roll a snake cut it into like five or six inch little sections, shape it like an S bake it, and then dust it with powdered sugar. And it's just very, to me, it's just very, very charming. So those would be kind of my go-to baked treats for people without any sort of vegetable oil or issue like that. There you go. Okay. Okay. Here's a question from Taylor. Um, just spent a weekend at more than one awkward gathering where there was no acrimony, just a lot of awkward silence. Could you please speak to how hostesses and gracious guests might skill up in dinner conversation skills? <laughs> okay. Here's the first thing that comes to my mind. Taylor. What were you oh, going to say? Well, what were you going to say? I, Can you? Well, you know, I'm the small talk master. Not. I mean, if you, I think if you know that's coming, like get one of those cute little family card boxes or something and just take the dinner by the, you know, what's because like, that's just really uncomfortable for me. I would rather put myself, I would rather, if I'm going to have an awkward moment, I would rather be like the cheesy mom that says, now I have these questions and we're going to get to know each other better and make a memory and have a good laugh than have dead air. Because I am not the one that's going to fill the dead air. That, oh, I'll fill not... it. I'll fill oh, it with things you, you do not want to once, know. <laughs> once, once at a family dinner, my we we were just engaged or just freshly married or something. Bless his heart, and he looked at my gay uncle and says, "Well, how about those lions?" Which is the Detroit football team, and the whole table just burst into laughter. It was fabulous. <laughs> It was so fabulous. Oh, man. It can be (laughs) tricky. Maybe just have the cards on hand if you need them. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, genuinely though, speaking of mm-hmm. cards, card games, easy card games, those are a great, it gives you something to talk about. Yes. Right? It, it does easy, not it. where your eyeballs are going to bleed during the directions. No, no, like, no. I'm yeah, talking easy. easy. Like yeah. there are some, there are some easy ones, easy games. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I wish I could remember the name of that stupid game we played. Cause it's, it was such a perfect game. It was like, mm. you could, it was like, my dad gave us instructions in two sentences. It was not hard. Oh, great. Um, anyway, so I do think Taylor that certain games or such can be helpful. Um, mm-hmm. maybe you play some music. Um, if maybe something, you know, something about, or something that could spark some conversation, um, I think too, if you are worried about awkward silences, what you can tend to do, I speak from experience is try to have a response ready to what the person is going to say so that there won't be any silence. So when they're telling a story, you're not listening to the story. You're thinking you're trying to grasp anything that you can from it to respond to. And then you try to hold that thought in your head and not lose it while they finish their story so that you have something to come back to. Do you know what I'm talking about? Are you saying this is a good thing or a bad thing? No, I'm saying that. That sounds like a really bad listening skill No, to me. it is. That's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> okay. conversation, I feel like, can actually go a lot further when we actually try to listen. Mm-hmm. And instead of responding with, oh, that happened to me once or, oh, that right. must have been terrible. Um like asking furthering questions. Yes. And I think it's okay to say like, oh, that's interesting. Let me chew on that for a second. I mean, we do have this, we put this pressure on ourselves to just be able to quip something yeah. right away. Like, yeah. And, oh yeah. Like perfect rhythm of conversation. Yeah. And first of all, a lot of people don't have that skill. You know, wit is a skill or mm-hmm. a com- like they're pithy comebacks, wit, humor. Not everyone has that. And it's okay to slow the pace of the conversation and to be the one that slows the pace of the conversation. Mm-hmm. I've probably shared this before, before, but I have this friend, Travis, and he's incredibly smart. Very, mm. very smart. What I love about Travis is Travis can sit in a conversation. I mean, in the conversation can be going mm. and if, and if it points to him in any way, or, you know, if somebody directs a question in his, in his way, he'll, sit there and he'll just sit and he'll think. And it's like his face is captivating enough that you're just like, oh, he's thinking, right? Mm-hmm. He's engaged, but he actually, some, I mean, he'll take a good chunk of time before he responds. Okay. But when he does respond, it's worth it. It's really thoughtful. Yes. It's a really yes. thoughtful response. And I've always admired that about him because here I am just like writhing like a fish out of water, just like, oh, please don't catch me in any sort of awkwardness. (laughs) You know, I I told you to watch that Brian Regan last week. Did you watch that by any chance? Because he talks about inserting yourself in conversations at a dinner party. And he talks about like being spit out like a cork. Like if you say something awkward, you get dispelled from that conversation and then he just talks about like the person that like is just talking and talking and he says at one point he goes well you followed up nothing with less (laughs) it's so excellent oh my gosh don't you hate you don't want to be that that? person that follows up nothing with less yeah (laughs) and you're just like that was your contribution to the conversation everyone's dumber now 
It, I mean, it is a skill. I think we would do better to, to, um, listen intently, mm. not be so quick to respond, definitely mm. not be so quick to turn it back on ourselves in some way, which we just do to try to be relatable, but it can come across as very narcissistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and get in the habit of asking good questions. Like, you know, what's your family? Tell me what your family life was like. Do you have brothers or sisters? Whatever. I mean, uh, I have some great friends that are great conversationalists. And one of the things I love is that they'll always ask, well, how's, how's your sister? How's your dad? You know, mm-hmm. how's homeschooling going? What's new at work? One of the great conversations are like, what books are you reading? Have you read anything new lately? And sometimes it's articles, you know, or mm-hmm. sometimes it's, I watch this YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a great, that's a great, easy, ha- just having a few of those, like half a dozen up your sleeve that you can whip out can be really helpful just to yeah. keep it going. But if you're like, if you know you're in a position where you're going to be like retiring to the drawing room and it's just going to be dead air, <laughs> then be ready. I mean, have the game where everybody's just like has like a, a famous person taped to their forehead and you have to guess what you are. Have questions like try to um, if you know it's coming, get creative. Google it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here's a question from Leslie. Christmas question. Okay. My husband is active duty army. And mm-hmm. has been assigned to a new duty station. In two weeks, my husband, 14-month-old daughter, and I are moving from North Carolina to Colorado. Wow. We don't have any friends or family in that area. And while we were moving some of our possessions, things like our couch won't arrive until after Christmas. So what would be your go-tos to make the most of a Christmas spent sitting on the floor? <laughs> a Christmas what? Say it again. Spent sitting on the floor. <laughs> I have a Have a Bethlehem Christmas. Put a put a rug down, put some pillows, like make it Middle Eastern. Like that's the source of, you know, of our Mm -hmm. faith as far as geographical Mm -hmm. location. Like just get, get creative. See, my first thought was like, get some really incredible, like Middle Eastern takeout. Yeah. Get some falafel (laughs) and some tahini and just tear it up. Yeah. Lodge your Christmas lights up in a big ball, stick them on the ceiling, like the star, like just make fun, have some fun. Mm -hmm. Just Right. Yeah. Don't try to, um, I would say don't try to do it your traditional way because you'll just likely continue to run into frustration. Right. If you do it like that. Mm -hmm. Are there any road trip tips for traveling with a one-year-old? This was the second part of her question. I'll tell you one thing not to do. I did this one time. I went to see Angela, uh, took all my family, took a red eye flight from Washington to Chicago my kids were little, like Juju was little. six months old at this time. So Will would have yes. been like, not even two, two. Little, um, little enough was, that when I tell my kids how old your boys are now, they're like, no way. Yeah. They were yeah. little. Yeah. So I keep my poor little babies up all night on this airplane because the tickets were cheap. It's what we could afford. It's how we could get there. Um, and so they're pretty, they're pretty done by the time we get to Chicago, but then we have to rent a car and we have to drive. And so I'm just doing the mom thing. I'm like, here's a bunch of snacks. Like, here's a bunch of snacks. And I gave Will a Lara bar, which I should have thought about because those things have like 60 grams of sugar, even though they're dates, Ooh. it's still like, it's okay. a ton of sugar. Okay. And I gave him a Lara bar and he was so tired. He hadn't really eaten any food since the night before. Didn't he chuck? He barfed all, he all over the car. <laughs> all over the car. Like, right. Right before you got to my house? It was maybe halfway. 
Okay. It was, and like if you're in the area, like we're talking like she flew into Midway and then drove to the Wisconsin state line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do, do that again. Hmm. Here's the thing. Are there it tips? Is. Sure. Small little snacks that they can mess around with stuff that they can play with toys that you can continually pull out, mm-hmm. you know, rotate them out every hour. Ooh, here's something new. Mm-hmm. Traveling with a one-year-old is hard. Yeah. There's just, it just is. Yes. I'm assuming this means that they're driving from North Carolina to Colorado too. So give yourself space. Don't, don't keep a hard and fast itinerary. I would mm-hmm. say, or you will also be grievously disappointed mm-hmm. when somebody blows out their diaper and you have to stop again and again and again. Um, so be gracious with your schedule and uh, generous with your snacks. Yeah. If when it, when it, when it would get really gnarly, I would just go sit in the back seat and kind of like put my arms around them. Like I was, so they felt oh, yeah. like I was holding them or your you know. boob. Did you ever, Oh, do have you ever leaned over <laughs> and done this? <laughs> yeah, of course I have. Right. Gosh, those You're hanging like, boobs don't, come don't in handy stop. sometimes. I'll just, just, just figure I'll out just how to lean get it in over. there. Go, go gadget boobs. It sags right? sounds so right. far. I should be able to reach them. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Sorry, truckers. Wah, wah. <laughs> That's the reality. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Here's a question from Emily okay. Phelps. Do you have any kid gift ideas for five to 10 year old boys who have short attention spans, books, puzzles, uh, just don't interest them. They need high action excitement. <laughs> Um, aside from setting up an obstacle course in the backyard, I'm not sure what a good gift is that will last longer than five minutes, but also isn't dangerous. Slingshots were a bad idea last year. <laughs> um, I got my boys last year. I mean, Instagram got me. This popped up on my Instagram feed like a week before Christmas, <laughs> but it's it's a ripoff, but it was great. They're great. They, It's a ripoff in that it's cardboard but it's this cardboard like fort thing that you can build and you can build tunnels and it has all these like interconnecting pieces and they've survived. So like a ripoff in that I paid for cardboard, but actually it's a good product in that they still use it and they build houses and tunnels and forts and it's great. I mean, I've never even heard of that. Uh, Yeah. I don't know what it's called. Like Google, like cardboard fort kit. Hmm. something and see what comes up. I'll do it. But yeah, yeah, that's, um, so that was the, like, kind of as far as, uh, mass cubic feet, that was the biggest thing I've ever done. But for, um, attention spans and sort of excitement, and I don't know if this will work, but my boys always loved, um, oh my goodness. It just left my mind. <laughs> Keep I have talking. no idea. Say something. I have, I don't, it's something I have no electric. Idea what you it's like an say. electric kit. Elec- electrics. Uh, con- not convert kit. Con- <laughs> not con- it's something like that. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that is. Okay. You say okay. something and I'm going to go. Um, well, I'm trying to think of what we've done with our boys. Our boys are in a pretty deep Star Wars Lego mm-hmm. stage right now. Snap circuits. Snap circuits. Snap circuits. Okay. Okay. There you go. Love it. Like lots of like you can like hook a siren up to it or they can make a radio or they can make things go or whirly birds. I mean, it's mm-hmm. once they get the hang of it and it teaches them about electricity and 
Mm-hmm. Now I have an electrician. So there you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's some fun stuff. Um, if it makes you feel any better, listener, I got my kids wood whittling kits last year. No, no, no. She said the, if the slingshot, I know, I know. Choice. I'm just, I'm making her feel better about the slingshots. I got the wood whittling kits, like the real ones. Student want to spend the 30 bucks for the, uh, the gloves, gloves. And then so you ended up in the ER. We spent Christmas Eve in the ER flushing pieces of wood out of a completely severed open finger. That so. knife is so sharp. That sharp. knife is so sharp. Uh, make a fort explorer kit. That's what okay. they're called. Make a fort. They're fun, but you got to have the room for them. And if you're doing it in the living room, you're going to let them do it in the living room. You got to just take a big, deep breath because okay. they take up a lot of space. Okay. There you go. I just um, let them do it in their bedroom. They just ruin their bedroom. It's like rat tunnels all over their bedroom. I know this is also dangerous, but <laughs> if you can get them something that like a parent can supervise, we got our kids archery. You know, they yes. have like bows and arrows. We set up a hay bale with a little deer target on it. They're not allowed to do it alone. They have to have parent supervision, but that is so fun. <laughs> it's shooting arrows is so fun and yeah. they love it. They think it's just so cool and it makes them feel really grown up. And, you know, it seems like these boys are roughly at the right stage. So there you go. Um, Okay. I know that we're doing holiday, but okay. it's the holiday. And one of our anonymous listeners just okay. broke up with someone. No, oh. not the right person. Okay. She knows that they're not the right person. But how would you, do you have any tips for dealing with that, especially at this time of year? I mean, it's been a while since Angela's broken up with anybody. Yeah. Right. Right. I guess I would go, you know, just like a pretty typical, let me think, let me channel my inner single. No, that's, that's weird. I don't know. Like, (laughs) I think, I guess maybe I would just like kind of go cliche. I would just do something really fabulous. I'd go book a spa weekend with a best friend or I would do, I would, I would go the distraction route. Um, if, if, I mean, obviously surrounding yourself with wise women that can pray for you and walk you through it because it is breakups can be as painful as divorce. And that's why I think it's wise to discourage your teenagers from burning through 15 relationships before a marriage. Cause that's a lot of damage done. But if, so I think just validating that it is really, really painful is really important and surrounding yourself with some wise people to be there with you as you're healing and getting over that, but it is okay to go do something like mm-hmm. you don't have to sit at home and just ponder the snot out of it. Go do mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And guard your heart against letting mm-hmm. things in that will f- manipulate it you know right. i would avoid netflix at all costs because there's yeah, I wouldn't nothing feed it on the, yeah you don't want to yeah feed i wouldn't it. feed it i would go do i wouldn't feed yes yeah yes yeah. be careful about feeding it mm-hmm. um if if it helps i know it doesn't help when you're in it but uh before i met sue i dated this guy and i thought just for sure that this was the guy that I was going to marry and we'd been together for a long time. And like, I just knew it like this was the one, you know, Mm -hmm. well, he was not the one. 
And um, it as cliche as it sounds, genuinely these these hardships, these moments of kind of severe, what I would call as a Christian pruning. So the Lord basically saying that that branch is done growing, like we're hacking it off. It's not good for the the long-term health of the tree for that to continue on. Um, those moments of pruning are painful, but looking back, you're, I mean, I thank the Lord. I thank the Lord daily that my prayers, what I would say, weren't unanswered, but they weren't answered in the way that I thought that they would be, right? And praise God. Mm. Praise Isn't there God. Like a that cheesy that is true. Garth Brooks song. Just I was trying that. not to go there. <laughs> I was trying to make I'm it sound. Thank God for unanswered prayers. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes, Dan Garth Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. That's good. Good. So just um. Yeah. Go ahead. No. Sorry, my I have unstable internet, so I'm probably talking all over you, Angela. What yes, is ma'am. your what is your gingerbread recipe for gingerbread house making? Any tips for decorating? I think gingerbread houses are stupid. I don't Shut make them. Up. <laughs> did you see the one I made last year? It was amazing. Amelie did Big Ben. I did our house. Uh, I have to admit, I don't have a recipe. Every year, I just Google like <laughs> foolproof gingerbread. Don't let me down. Don't make me look dumb. Um, but. You just need to know some things if you've never done it before. Like you can mock up all the plans you want on your parchment paper. It's going to shrink. Um, if you're going to use something like Jolly Ranchers or something to make the windows, sometimes I don't put those in until like halfway through the baking process because they can burn. I don't know. It's Start small. Maybe just do something small. Test out all your creativity and then go for broke. Yeah, I don't really have any good advice. I'm just a wing. I just wing it. And I don't do it. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Amy. We're really terrible. I used terrible. shredded wheat for a thatched roof. I made like some nuclear uh, glue with molasses. And it was just unbelievable to hook all the pieces together. And a lot of patience. I mean, have a big chunk of time set aside. Yeah. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know about that. I don't know when that became a thing. Um, <laughs> before you were born, Shay, um, Allison says, I wanted to thank you and let you know that what you, that we are listening and doing, I was in a car accident and my car was totaled, but I didn't have any added stress because my car was clean. My correct documents were in the glove box with no added garbage. Hello. Hello. Or whatever else that ends up there. And I was wearing nice undergarments that weren't falling apart. <laughs> this, this may not have been the case a year ago. Or honestly, a month ago. So thank you, guys. Our work here is done, ladies. Mic drop. (laughs) I thought that was great. That's amazing. I don't Um, know if I'd want to get pulled over right now if you saw what's in my glove compartment. It's like, well, you know, because I'm always pulling underwear out of my pants. So it happened again the other day. Guys. That's a prop. You just need to... Check it's your a pants problem. before you put them in the washing machine. Well, sometimes I don't wash them every time I wear them. But if I just like at the end of the day, I just take my pants off and I put my pajamas on, then the underwear is still in the pant leg. It's a problem. <laughs> I do it all the time. We were just getting ready to go to this bake sale the other day. And the kids are like, are you ready, mom? And I was like patting my legs down. And I was like. 
it's just like when a family you think joke she, now. Just when you think she's classy, so you guys, classy. and sophisticated mm-hmm. and mature, she'll go yeah. and do something like that. It's terrible. <clears throat> um, it's just... Not to take away from your underwear moment, mm-hmm, but sure. I do want to remind you, we're not going to do a full wine, wine segment today. We're going to do that our next episode, but. If you are looking for wine to stock your natural wine cabinet with, if you're looking to have extra special beverages on hand for the holidays, make sure you visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Um, and we got this really great meme from Haley over on okay. Instagram. Have you seen this? On no, so I didn't. I'm okay. like looking. She said this reminded me of you guys and uh, and your love for dry farms. So it says he's only your fiance if he comes from the fiance region of France. <laughs> Otherwise, he's just your sparkling boyfriend, a Brosecco. <laughs> Brosecco. Oh, that's fabulous. <laughs> oh, it just made me smile. That's I great. just love it. Um, okay. Well, All right. I think that's it for today. We're going to be back on Thursday with another episode. Right? Is that yes. right? Okay. Yes, we are. I don't actually know. We are. We are going to be back on Thursday. Thanks so much to Toops and Company for um, being a sponsor during this uh, holiday homemaker session as well. Um, I'm really digging the uh, highlighter right now, hitting the oh, cheekbones yeah. oh, and yeah. the chin. It's a highlighter time of year. So that's my favorite product right now. And um, you can find their link, <clears throat> excuse me, in our show notes and get your 10% off discount there. So stock up on some beautiful Toxic yes. free skincare and makeup. Um, I, I did this part. last year. I, I put, yeah. I filled my, my sisters and my moms. Everybody got a charcoal bar. Have you tried the French clay soap? Isn't that the green new? French clay? It's Is pretty it new? new. Yeah. Like in the last 60 days. I it's, haven't. No, no, no. It's, Good. it's been there long. It's amazing. Oh, okay. Really soft. Like you touch it and it's like silk. It's just really incredible. Um, and so that is a great one. The tallow bomb is a great one to put in people's stockings, the blush, the highlighters, the bronzers, the lipsticks. These are really fun things to get to share with other people. So yeah, you guys ask us a lot what mm-hmm. lipstick we're wearing when we talk about our red lips and it is red wine. So that's mm-hmm. from Toops and company. Um, the American Blossom Linens code that you want to use right now is Homemaker Chic 22. It's the biggest discount you're going to get anywhere on the internet to stock up on your American made towels and linens. And that is good from today until December 31st. And then that just goes away. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Okay, ladies, have a blessed week. We'll see you back here on Thursday. Cheers. Cheers.